Now, an hour of clarity for exhausted people of our nation mired in toxic partisanship. Left versus right, us versus them. While we pay to keep our politicians fighting, how do we the people rise up and solve the great challenges of our time? We do it by embracing freedom and liberty. There may be no such thing as a free lunch, but this hour is as close as it gets. Welcome to A Free Solution. And guys, it's Tim O'Connor. It's June 17th, 2021, and I'm coming at you live on the airways. We are with WYSL out of Rochester. We are with WACK out of Newark, New York. And W-E-N-I, The Patriot in the Southern Tier. Guys, this is my first show on my own. Kevin kicked me, took my training wheels away, and he wants me to talk to you. Uh, first of all, let's talk about the, the role in here when we're talking about a free solution and libertarianism as a political philosophy and how do we step out of this duopoly and things that we argue over every single day. And I think that this show that I share, this platform that I share with Larry Sharp and Kevin Wilson is absolutely a potential. It's one way to take a break from the mind-numbing arguing that's going on all over the world in our media and in our culture. And I think that if we participate, if we get involved in things like this, I think we'll be better off. So when it comes to politics, when it comes to your life, remember, success is not final. Failure is not fatal. And it's the courage to continue that counts, guys. And that is what is important. So if you want to call in or if you want to leave a comment online, I'm going to do my best to respond, have a conversation with you. I've got a bunch of things to talk about in my stack of stuff here. And I'm really looking forward to this day. Um, so let's talk about my resume and why maybe I might be interesting enough to listen to and might be interesting enough to spread the message of liberty. I'm a 54-year-old guy. I'm a resident of Central New York my entire life. I grew up in Oneonta, New York, which is a small town near Cooperstown. All you guys probably have heard about the Baseball Hall of Fame. Um, I grew up, I managed to, uh, well, I did, I was a farmer for about the age of 12 to about the age of 15. I managed to break free from that lifestyle and attend a pretty good university, Binghamton University, SUNY Binghamton, uh, the poor man's Ivy League, right down in uh, Broome County, New York. Um, I spent four, year there, four years there studying economics and philosophy. As a matter of fact, I have a minor in philosophy. So we're, I'm actually talking about, I've realized a dream by being on this show. After I graduated from college, I went into the restaurant business. I, I was one of those kids that had to work a lot when he went to college. So I was already basically participating in the restaurant business. And so as a consequence, I my first major career move out of college was working in the restaurant business. I managed restaurants, I bartended, I waited on tables, I did it all um, and had an absolute blast doing it. Um, today, we're going to queue up some stuff about news. Why I want you to know that I was a restaurant guy is important, um, but we'll talk, to, we'll, we'll talk about that when we get to it. Um, so after... I was a restaurant professional. I decided that I wanted to go into the construction business. I wanted to do things with my hands. I had family members that had been um, construction contractors, and I found that to be interesting. I wanted to do things with my hands, my brain, and engage my body physically and my moving myself forward through life. Uh, that lent myself to listening to a lot of talk radio. That lent myself to 
being invested and interested in talking about politics on a regular basis um, to the point of, you know, people would shake their head at me sometimes because I just enjoy those styles of conversations. Um, but on that note, guess who's back in the news, guys? Um, and I think it's a big deal. The, the Christian Colorado Baker is back in the news, okay? He's getting fined $1,000. And in an article by Colleen Slevin out of the uh, Denver Post area, um, and it's an Associated Press headline. It was published yesterday at about 8 p.m. The Colorado baker who won a partial victory at the U.S. Supreme Court in 2018 for refusing to make a wedding cake for a same-sex couple violated the state's anti-discrimination law. Um, so basically, District Denver District Judge A. Bruce Jones said Autumn Scardinia was denied a cake that was blue on the outside and pink on the inside to celebrate her gender transition on her birthday because her gender transgender status because of her transgender status was a violation of the law jack phillips the christian baker in colorado said he could not make the cake because of its message jones said the case was about a refusal to sell a product not compelled compelled speech um so here's one of the issues that i identified that helped me become a libertarian okay that i realized that the problem isn't jack phillips not making a cake the problem isn't autumn scardinia wanting a cake neither one of those things are technically problems for me i i don't mind that autumn wants to self-identify self-actualize and become something other than what she is um and i don't mind it doesn't literally doesn't bother me that jack phillips doesn't want to participate in baking that cake there are other bakers out there where the problem rolls in, where the problem becomes a reality is that the state is used as a lever and as a cudgel to beat Jack about the head and try to force him to do something that he's not comfortable doing. Now, when we talk about freedom of speech, it's freedom of speech for everybody. It's freedom of speech from state threats and it's freedom of speech for Autumn and for Jack. And I think that's where, as a society, the news wants us to take a side. We, we don't want Jack to get prosecuted by the state. We don't want Autumn's rights to be totally subrogated and for her to not be able to get a cake baked. But trust me, in Denver, there's bakers all over the place. She could get a cake someplace else. And guys, she has the right to decide who she is and who she wants to be. I'm totally okay with that. But I'm also totally okay with Jack not wanting to bake the cake. Now, if it was up to me, would I bake the cake? Absolutely. So this circles, let's circle back around to, I was a restaurant professional for probably 14 years in my younger life. Um, I worked with a lot of people that identified as homosexual and guys don't, don't take offense at the way I'm talking that that's how I think I should put these things. Um, so with respect to people that are homosexual and, and it's not a choice, it's, it's their, their life. Okay. I worked with a lot of guys. They're normal human beings. They want things that everybody else wants. When the big argument came out about gay marriage and things like that, like if they want to get married, it's a property rights issue. If they want to be able to make decisions for each other when it comes to end of life care, when they want to be able to fight over through a divorce, who owns what, all of those things are individual human rights. I was totally fine with the gay marriage issue. I'm still totally fine with the gay marriage issue. And I want I kind of want to communicate the fact that we should all be fine with people who choose 
or are or decide to be what they want to be, being comfortable with that. Um, and we can all be just relaxed and be comfortable with it. We don't have to worry about whether our neighbor is married to his husband or wife or something like that. That's their decision. I care about my neighbors. They care about me. Um, sometimes they don't care about each other because we've got Trump fans and we've got Biden fans, but and they want to fight over stuff like that. And uh, as a libertarian, there's one more area that I get to completely step out of that situation. Um, so basically, I'm going to have to be like careful, guys, because I don't understand the necessary timing of these things. But I have a couple big issues to get into besides this Colorado Baker. Um, today, the Erie County Libertarian Party is before the Supreme Court with Jim Ostrowski, and they're going to be talking about the Second Amendment. And I want to be covering that today. Um, I'm probably saying um a lot, and I'm going to do my very best to not do a ton of Joe Biden imitations today. So, when we talk about the Second Amendment, and when I start offering what Jim said to me last night about this situation, I think you guys are all going to find it interesting, and I hope that you hang in there with me and ask your questions, leave your comments, call in, guys, at 585-246-3000. Um, those would be wonderful ways to do it. Just give me a like. Let me know you're out there. Give me a comment. I'll try to answer it if you have a question about what I'm talking about. If you find my positions offensive, please let me know. If you find that you want to disagree, please also let me know. Because the bottom line is, we're talking about liberty. We're talking about the future. And we're and, and to, to do these things, we've got to have these conversations, okay? We've got to be able to talk to each other. We've got to be able to imagine and work together for a better path towards our future so all right so guys we're gonna go head out um, for a few minutes please stick with us through the break please call in please like comment or share and thank you all very much Your business relies on computers and technology to operate. Slow, unreliable networks and servers can cause unplanned downtime and affect your bottom line. The experts at Simple Tech Innovations are here to help. Their preventative maintenance program ensures that your computers and network are kept up to date and monitored for any issues, keeping your business running smoothly. They also help clients achieve HIPAA, PCI, and New York State cybersecurity compliance to keep your network safe safe and secure. Whatever your business IT needs are, Simple Tech Innovation should be your first call. They've won the best in Rochester eight years in a row and have an A-plus Better Business Bureau rating. Call them today for a free consultation at 585-200-3182. That's 585-200-3182. Simple Tech Innovations. Free solution. And I'm your host, Tim O'Connor, on the Voice of Liberty, WYSL 1040 AM in the Rochester area, WENI in the Southern Tier, The Patriot, and WACK out in Newark, New York. Guys, we're also live on a free solution at Tim for Liberty on the YouTubes, on the Twitters, and all over Facebook right now. So we're looking for the likes, the comments, the shares. Before we headed out to break, 
I wanted to talk, I started talking about the Second Amendment and a case that may, in fact, end up before the Supreme Court, right out of Erie County and sponsored by the Erie County Libertarian Party. So if we follow along here, guys, after six years of litigation, a lawsuit challenging pistol permit law in New York State, the Libertarian Party of Erie County, New York versus Andrew Cuomo has been appealed and will be finally discussed by judges at a private conference today, right now, hopefully to be heard by the Supreme Court. We've seen recently, guys, that the uh, Supreme Court has overturned the assault weapons ban in, in California. I think that these kind of things gives us hope uh, that we will be able to push back against these unjust laws. James Ostrowski, guys, one of the few lawyers who actually successfully battled red flag laws in New York State, is leading this charge to get this case before the Supreme Court. Um, so I'm going to quote Dwayne Whitmer, guys, who actually ran for... The, the one of the houses of Congress this year, and I think he had a pretty successful campaign, and he, he's all about liberty. He is also the chairman of the Erie County Libertarian Party. And um, so he, I'm quoting Dwayne now, there have been a handful of challenges to the SAFE Act in court. And while many haven't been a victories, aside from the seven-round limit being struck down, we have Jim Ostrowski, who boasts one of the only victories against the SAFE Act on our side. Success with this lawsuit will indirectly tear down how this legislation infringes on gun owners in New York State. While Republicans and other gun groups like to campaign and raise money on a platform of fighting the SAFE Act, the Erie County Libertarian Party and other plaintiffs have stepped up and have taken the fight to the judicial system. Now it's up to an alleged constitutional-leaning Supreme Court to actually rule in favor of your right to defend yourself from a tyrannical government or... Will they avoid the argument and be exposed as frauds? And guys, those are Dwayne Whitmer's words, which I love. I want to be clear. All right. So will they avoid the argument and be exposed as frauds? Or will they take this case on and hear the merits of the case? So one of the interesting things about this case that's never been argued in front of the Supreme Court is that the Second Amendment implicitly and explicitly recognizes the government tyranny argument that it is possible for a government to become so overbearing that the only way to push back is to enforce your individual rights and organize. And now these are not things that the Libertarian Party is advocating for. What we're saying is that we recognize it as a possibility, and that is one of the imports, impacts, and incredibly important pieces of the Second Amendment. So I talked to Jim Ostrowski last night, um, during an LPNY Legislative Affairs Committee feed um, where we were doing a wrap-up of the year. And Jim said he is looking forward to this. He's ready for it, and he's excited by it. So, but, guys, here's the deal, okay? I asked him if, like, the NRA was backing him. Did they help him get this case before the Supreme Court? And directly and deliberately, he said no. They have offered him no assistance. So when you guys get a chance... I want to use this platform to encourage you to participate in this case, okay? And one of the ways that you can participate in this case and future cases that will be brought by the Libertarian Party is to go to the Erie County Libertarian Party, hit their donate link, and send them a couple bucks. Like, Jim basically did the work on this case gratis. I mean, he's, he's not doing it for money. He's doing it to check out and put a check on an overbearing government. That's the reason he's doing it. The pistol permitting regime in New York State relies on 
a judge and a sheriff both approving your application to, to exercise your right. Um, that is an overstep and infringement on your individual liberties, guys. And these things, then additional restrictions get added in um, urban areas and cities. So basically, law-abiding citizens, uh, their rights to protect themselves, their family, and their future, and their property are, are basically limited by the, the judgment of a sheriff and a judge. And so what Jim is arguing and what the case is all about is that that is an infringement against your ability to protect yourself from a tyrannical government. And so this is going to be a particularly philosophically interesting case, right? If you have any questions or anything like that, why don't you give a call at 585-346-3000. 585-346-3000. And I'd love to talk to some people about their feelings about the Second Amendment. I'd love to talk to people about Jim Ostrowski, Dwayne Whitmer fighting this battle on behalf of every individual in New York State. And so... I think that that basically uh, wraps up that piece of the um, situation when we want to talk about these things. Guys, so tomorrow, Kevin Wilson and I are going to be sharing this platform, and we're going to be doing like live news, real news, fake news, things like that. There's going to be questions like, you might be a libertarian if. So if you believe in your Second Amendment rights, perhaps you are a libertarian. Um, and guys, I'm having a bit of a moment. If you could bear with me, you're going to get a Joe Biden imitation. All right, guys. Once again, the likes, the comments, the shares are what keeps this going. If you're listening at work, you can still comment through your phone. You can still give a call at 585-346-3000. And again, so to circle back around to the ability to hold, frankly, non-competing petitions, uh, positions in your mind. We're going to go back to Jack making the cake. These are not competing positions, okay? I don't care if Jack wants to make the cake or if Jack doesn't want to make the cake. I don't care... If, uh, what's her name again? Let's go to, um, Autumn wants a cake to be made. These things, we don't have to pick a side in that situation. I hope that that, we can bring ourselves back around to making an understatement that those are not competing positions. Jack doesn't want to make a cake. Autumn doesn't want, wants Jack to make a cake, but she could go someplace else and get the cake. There's bakeries all over Denver, Colorado that would be glad to, to make the cake. So the group representing Phillips, the Alliance for Defending Freedom, said Wednesday that it would be would appeal the ruling which um, ordered him to pay a $500 fine. The maximum for each violation from Colorado's Anti-Discrimination Act is $500, but it was not clear from the ruling for the two attempts that Scardinia made um, to order the cake or just one. Radical act activists, and I'm quoting Kristen Wagoner, um, radical advocates and government officials are targeting artists like Jack because they won't promote messages on marriage and sexuality that violate their core convictions, um, the general counsel Kristen Wagner said in a statement. 
Scardinia, who just guys just so happens to be an, um, an attorney, <laughs> which guys, you got to take a look at that, right? That doesn't even, so basically people are actively using the state to prosecute the Christian Baker. And so Scardinia, an attorney attempted to order the cake on the uh, same day in 2017 that the U.S. Supreme Court announced it would hear Phillips appeal in the wedding cake case. Basically, guys, what we're saying there is this is a direct act to use the state to attempt to punish Jack Phillips for not making the cake, the original cake. So one of the Scardinia's attorneys, John McHugh, said the case is about how LGBT people are treated and not just what happened to her. So in a way, guys, I'm sympathetic to that piece of the argument. But like as a libertarian, I can be like, all right, I don't think I like Jack's position, but I definitely don't like the Scardinia position here either. We're, we're bumping up against both situations that are problematic, absolutely problematic. And then the state gets involved and is used as a weapon and a cudgel to basically enforce a law to make a guy, to make the news, to force a guy to make a cake. Uh, so guys, that's, that's the problem with the whole situation. So stud hombre sends a comment, compelling speech in action is equally bad. Wrong as banning speech in action. And, and guys, that's a libertarian philosophy, a libertarian position. We can't force a doctor to provide you with service. We can't force, or we shouldn't be forcing a baker to bake a cake. Both things are wrong in this situation. Like, yes, does she have an opportunity to get her voice heard and amplify L LGBTQ voices? Yes, using the state to punish an individual with rights and liberties that I don't necessarily agree with. That's also a big point. I don't necessarily in any way, shape or form agree with Jack not wanting to bake the cake. But more importantly, and the most important piece of this is that they're trying to use the state to force this guy to bake a cake. And that's the problem. So. If you can cue up the music now, Bob, I think we're right at the uh, heading into the break and I will reorganize my thoughts and we will carry this on. A free solution, guys. That's what we're here and that's what we're doing. Why do businesses choose to move their website from Wix and Squarespace to Simple Tech Innovations? Maybe it's their excellent customer service or attention to detail. Maybe it's their ability to give a truly customized solution. Or perhaps they just like the fact that Simple Tech is a local small business that builds great relationships with its clients. Whatever the reason may be, you can rest assured knowing that the local team at Simple Tech has your best interest in mind when building or updating your website. They're 
hands-on and love helping customers achieve their goals. But don't take my word for it. They've won the best in Rochester eight years in a row and have an A-plus Better Business Bureau rating. If your website doesn't match your dreams or isn't achieving your goals, give the professionals at Simple Tech Innovations a call today for a consultation at 585-200-3182. That's 585-200-3182. Simple Tech Innovations. A free solution. Okay, guys, it's your host on a free solution. It's Tim O'Connor, Tim O'Connor for Liberty. We are live on WYSL 1040 AM Rochester. We are live on WENI in the Southern Tier, The Patriot. And we are live on WACK Newark. And all over the internet, guys, we're at live on Kevin Wilson Libertarian page. We're live at Tim O'Connor for Liberty page. We're live on the YouTubes and we're live on Twitter. What we're looking for, guys, is likes, comments, shares. Let us know what kind of job we're doing. And should we roll into talking about Andrew Cuomo and the current state of him lifting the restrictions on New York State? Uh, should we have a conversation about that? Should we talk about the fact that, guys, I can call in at 3-4, let me hit the, uh, 346-3000-585-346-3000. Should we talk about the fact that we have an unaccountable legislator in New York State, legislature in New York State, where we granted this guy emergency powers that basically have gone on without end and are still basically in effect. We, we allowed him to lift the restrictions just coincidentally on June 15th, which happens to be his father's birthday. Just... Guys, this is these things are just coincidental, okay? It, it, big, huge celebration all over the state on his father's birthday with him lifting the restrictions. Our unaccountable legislator, and guys, here's a real problem with what they did and how they did these emergency restrictions. These things, they have a job to do. They're making $175,000 a year plus per diem to craft legislation. The legislation, and guys, I serve on the, the Legislative Affairs Committee for the LPNY. The legislation that they crafted to grant Cuomo these emergency powers should have, guys, been done in such a way as that it automatically had to be reinstated every 30 days, okay? So that they would have had to have a meeting and say, yes, he still needs these executive powers. I'm not saying, perhaps, that they shouldn't have been granted to him in the first place. What I'm saying is that our legislator abrogated their responsibility, our legislators abrogated their responsibility to legislate and to, to basically respond to their constituents. So what we saw all over New York State, all over New York State, was lockdowns everywhere. Uh, in counties with zero COVID rates, with low infection rates, we saw a very, very strange and dystopian response in the school system. And those things, legislators should have had the right to re-legislate, re-litigate, and change Cuomo's executive orders every 30 days at, at a bare minimum, maybe every two weeks. That technically, guys, is their job. That's what they're supposed to be doing. That's who they are. That's what we pay them for. That's what they're supposed to be doing. So for them to continue and effectively grant unlimited emergency powers to Andrew Cuomo, that is an abrogation of responsibility. So the Republicans want to say, 
that's the Democrats' fault. And guys, that's probably true, okay? That's one party rule. We're, we're looking at it, we're living in a state where the, the majority of the legislators are Democrats. But there are upstate Democrats, there are Democrats that aren't New York City Democrats, where we could and should reach out to them and have impact on, on explaining to them that they are not legislating properly, okay? When we grant this guy, who is under investigation, guys, for the nursing home situation, for sexual misconduct, when they grant that guy emergency powers, how in the world do we get there? How in the world do we take that power back? And why haven't they taken the power back? So you guys should, in fact, reach out to your legislators. And as, a, as the LPMY Legislative Affairs Representative for Juris, uh, Judicial District 6, there are ways that you can reach out to your legislator. I talked to Tom Stevens of the Lawsuit um, Reform Alliance Coalition of New York on one of my live podcasts. And first of all, Tom Stevens, I don't know if you guys know him at all. Maybe you should get to know him because he needs your support, just like the Libertarian Party needs your support. And we all need to support each other anyway. But what he's trying to do is make the case that lawsuits in New York State and the laws in New York State are very conducive to the trial lawyer industry. <coughs> Excuse me, guys. Um so we had a conversation with him his basic goal is to get everyone in the state to take a look at uh new york state scaffold law and the fact that our legislator is completely unaccountable and how do we fix those situations so tom had this awesome suggestion which we don't think about he's he and he talks to legislators on almost a daily basis one of the things that he suggests is that you actually reach out to your legislators, and here's why. They get very few letters of communications from their constituents. They don't hear from them as regularly as they should, and Tom made a great joke about it. If we don't ourselves reach out to our legislators, five cat ladies will control the entire state because they're the only ones that are actually reaching out and trying to communicate with their assemblymen and their senators. And so with social media, all of these guys have social media accounts. All of these guys have Facebook pages. If you see a law that you do not like, and guys, you can join up in some of the NYLP legislative groups to figure these pieces out, to see the laws that were passed. And guys, I wanna be straight up, some horrendous, dangerous legislation came out of this last legislative affairs session, this whole last legislative, they passed a law that they slathered themselves in virtue and they called it the HEROES Act, okay guys? The HEROES Act is going to devastate small businesses because what it is is a trial lawyer bonanza, just like the ADA. Basically, you, the ADA used to be, and they did improve the ADA, and, and I know I don't want to just bash every single law that's ever made, but the issue is, is that our legislator enacted the HEROES Act because it was called the HEROES Act, not because it's good for business in New York State, not because you can control an airborne virus through protective measures. The reality is, is it sounded good. It made a great noise for our frontline people who the people that were working in stores and our, our first responders and things like that, that were truly facing, you know, the dangers of COVID, um, especially at first. <clears throat> so the HEROES Act basically allows trial lawyers to shake down employers for like $10,000 if a person is afraid that the conditions in the employment will be conducive to an airborne contagion. But 
And here's a big but, guys. Follow along with this for a second. They did this, and they exempted themselves. All governmental activities are exempted from the HEROES Act, okay? So your legislator, your assemblyman, they don't have to follow the HEROES Act. Your firefighters and your police. And guys, some of this is okay, but they don't have to follow the HEROES Act. So if you work in the government, you're never going to be able to take advantage of this. They did craft out or carve out some exemptions for um, businesses that employ less than 10 people. So if you employ less than 10 people, you may not have to face a violation of the HEROES Act. But if you employ more than 10 people, it is very likely that you're going to run across a malcontent that's going to be able to team up with a lawyer and find a way to shake you down for $10,000 on your first offense. They passed the law. Cuomo demanded some chapter revisions, whatever that means, okay, guys? But I don't think those chapter revisions have been enacted. And that's the reality. That's the kind of legislative, I want to call it legislative malfeasance, that we're, we're facing in our state. So how do you fight these things? How do we amplify our voices in such a way to push back against these things? And again, giving credit to Tom Stebbins, reach out to your local legislator, reach out to your assemblyman, reach out to your senator, offer them a few dollars, or guys, even better yet, donate $5 to somebody that may or may not run against them and send them the receipt, donate $10 to that person. These guys wanna keep that job. These guys want to know, and they wanna hear from you. I'll be honest with you, some of these people are really good people. Um, Assemblyman Brian Magdalo up in Wayne County came on the Legislative Affairs broadcast. Guys, he cares about the state. He cares about representing people in his constituency. And he cares, he wants to hear from you. So that's one of the issues that's lacking in New York State. Reaching out when you see bad legislation and talking to these guys. So we have to do it. And Bob, how am I doing on time here? I think I'm coming up close. There we go. Cueing in the music. Guys, it's a free solution. It's Tim O'Connor. And I'll be back in a few minutes. business relies on computers and technology to operate. Slow, unreliable networks and servers can cause unplanned downtime and affect your bottom line. The experts at Simple Tech Innovations are here to help. Their preventative maintenance program ensures that your computers and network are kept up to date and monitored for any issues, keeping your business running smoothly. They also help clients achieve HIPAA, PCI, and New York State cybersecurity compliance to keep your network safe and secure. Whatever your business IT needs are, Simple Tech Innovations should be your first call. They've won the best in Rochester eight years in a row and have an A-plus Better Business Bureau rating. Call them today for a free consultation at 585-200-3182. That's 585-200-3182. Simple Tech Innovations. A free solution. We're not going to make America great again. It was never that great. We will reach greatness when every American is fully engaged.
All hail the King Andrew Cuomo. He is literally the king of New York State. Guys, I'm Tim O'Connor. This is a free solution and we are on and I want to give a shout out to WYSL in Rochester, WENI in the Southern Tier, The Patriot, WACK in Newark and we are live on Kevin Wilson Libertarian, Tim O'Connor for Liberty, a free solution on YouTube and we're even broadcasting this out to the Twitter sphere. And so to continue along the line, guys, about a free solution, I have several. One of the most important free solution, guys, is that we need to talk to Larry Sharp, okay? The issue with Larry is, is he going to run again? He's going to let us know in June. He's going to let us know in August. He's thinking these things through. Let me tell you what Larry Sharp did last year in the middle of the COVID crisis and why, one of the reasons why, one of the many reasons why I am thrilled to share this platform with him and to share this platform with Kevin Wilson, who also tried to, not tried, ran for the House of Congress. And he wanted to be your representative out there in Rochester. And he certainly got a, a large number of votes. And why Larry Sharp's candidacy and who he is, is important, okay? So the reality is Larry Sharp, in the middle of a pandemic, went to all 62 counties in New York State to support the concept of spreading liberty and to support libertarian candidates who were doing their best fighting the power exhibited in New York State. And guys, let me tell you, I tried to run. I ran for New York State Senate in Senate District 51. I ran as a write-in because my petitions got invalidated by guys check this out i didn't know my own address that's the system that we are facing okay their complaint about my petitions and i drove thousand miles to get 27 signatures and i got i know that the the bar to getting on the petition onto the ballot was relatively low because we are a third party with certain lack of population certain lack of numbers but it was still an immense feat, okay? I put in the effort. I put in the time. I drove all over the place. I ran as a write-in candidate. I think I got a couple thousand votes. Uh, but Larry Sharp and I did nine events. Now, Senate District 51, I don't know if you guys are aware of this, literally covers from Ulster County out to Cortland County. And gerrymandering and the gerrymandering of New York State is another show, an entire huge topic all by itself that I will get into in the future. But Larry Sharp came to my area 11 times, did a live show, offered us his platform, and guys, he does really well, okay? He has a lot of viewers. He has a lot of people participating. And, and guys, thank you all for all of your comments and all of your shares. I do want people to call in and have conversations with me, but okay, that's going to happen at a later date. Larry Sharp went to all 62 counties in New York State and offered solutions. I can remember sitting on the Erie Canal after having lunch with him up in Herkimer and him saying, look, what this needs is excitement. We need hoverboards. We need hover boats. We need something new to bring people into this area. We need to take this beautiful infrastructure built a hundred years ago by, you know, developed and built a hundred years ago by people wanting an interesting way to transport goods and services across New York State. But the problem is, is that it costs New York State millions of dollars to maintain that. And basically, there's no revenue, no real amount of revenue being generated from it. But it already exists. It's already in shape. So Larry Sharp says, what we have to do, guys, is put this to work 
making our communities better, making this community better. And guys, when we take a look at the population situation in New York State, we cannot deny, and anyone that tries to deny it, that we're losing people in upstate New York, that we're losing people all over the state, is that's nonsense, okay? And, and they told me I can't swear, so I'm not going to, but I want to tell you that that outrages me. I think that the undercount is in the number of people that have left, okay? When I know 15 people myself that have left New York State for greener pastures, lower taxes, more interesting and exciting economic dynamics, okay? When I know 15 people myself, and you probably all know, and it's not the same 15 people, you probably all know people who left this state based on the government's response to COVID, the increasing tax burden, the lack of economic opportunity. When we tried to deny that, when all hail the king, Governor Andrew Cuomo tries to say he's going to take legislative or judicial action to try to deny the fact that New York State has lost residents. We're living in a, a, a clown world, okay, guys? That's a, that's a bottom line. This is a real thing. When they try to fight it the way they try to fight it, they are not serving us. And that, guys is a free solution force them to serve us and a free solution develop the erie canal area for tourism better bigger brighter more fun the thing that larry and i talked about and where i've actually helped him on okay is qualified immunity for police officers the, the situation with police officers guys and this is where i think the libertarian party maybe went sideways too quick um and so let me try to explain it this way. The light, our life in rural New York is incredibly and entirely different than densely populated urban areas, especially New York City. We have no real concept of what policing works like in New York City. And here's how it works, guys. If, I, if my kid gets a ticket from a police officer, I could probably be in touch with that guy's mom or his boss within five minutes. That's the reality in rural New York. That's a reality... Now, when you're dealing with that kind of situation in Rochester, and I, I, Kevin Wilson did a great show on a police accountability boards, and I think you guys should go back and check that out and see what he's talking about. Where, and, and guys, this is the other thing I love about the Libertarian Party. One minute he's railing against uh, public sector unions, and the next second he's he's standing up for private sector unions, and that's a place. This is not a competing. It, it like it doesn't have to compete in your brain. You can be against public sector unions and you can be for private sector unions and you can be for, guys, a police accountability board where things get investigated. And then, as a libertarian, you can be concerned that that police accountability board is going to get parasited and perverted and used for political purposes. That's the perfection and beauty of being a libertarian. You can sit there and only look at solutions. So circle back around to Larry Sharp and the, the guy that he is. 62 stops last year. We met with other candidates. We went to Cayuga County to talk about farming issues. We went to Cortland County to talk about the issues there. There's a policing issue. There's accountability issues. We had another candidate in that area, um, Matthew... Uh, his last name's, uh, I did a live show with him. Great guy, former Marine, military guy, wanted to be run as a libertarian, ran as a Republican, cross-endorsed, ran as a libertarian, cross-endorsed by the Republican Party. And guys, that's going to happen more and more, but that's a Democratic stronghold, okay? So he got a large number of votes, 15,000, 16,000, um, which is pretty good. 
Stephanie Cognac Jackson also ran as a Lib Republican and a Libertarian, got it also 25, 30,000 votes out of the Syracuse area. We're here. Okay, guys, we're here to make real impact. Larry Sharp backs freedom every single step of the way. And we're winding down on this show, guys. But I got to tell you, I was nervous. I'm getting fired up. If you guys want to join this show, if you guys want to leave comments, if you want to give a call, you're going to have to call back tomorrow because we are heading down to the wire. But so the issue, guys, the proactive issue, when we look at the modern media and it's, it's dystopian nightmare of making us, forcing us to pick a side, think about the Christian Baker and think about the, somebody using the state to beat him over the head. Both things are wrong. But on the individual level, I can criticize the Christian Baker without thinking he should be beat about the head and shoulders with the power of the state period. And when we want a free solution to Andrew Cuomo, it's time to talk to Larry Sharp. Go to, he does a show practically seven o'clock every single night of the week, Monday through Friday. So sometimes guys, we're libertarians. Sometimes the timing isn't perfect, but check out his show and we're heading down to the wire. Remember guys, this is the voice of Liberty, WYSL 1040 AM, WENI, the Patriot in the Southern tier and WACK in New Newark. Reach out to me on my Facebook page. Reach out to Kevin Wilson on his Facebook page. If you've got issues that you want, guys, one of the things I plan on doing with this show is bringing on guests and having conversations. Next week, Thomas Daniel Queter, candidate for New York State Senate, District 52. He's already announced his candidacy. He runs better than the government, and you're going to figure out why that's an important, an important statement when we talk to Tom. He's going to tell you about his life and how he, why he's a disability advocate and how he plans on offering... New York State, a free solution. Thank you all very much for being here.